Hello, and welcome to Miss Genealogy, the podcast, where my number one goal is to get you fired up about family history. Times have changed, and family history isn't just for your grandma. You can sneak it into your everyday life, and the blessings far outweigh any sacrifice, I promise. This podcast is all about connecting to your family, both past and present, and I am so glad that you're here. I am thrilled to introduce to you today, Sarah Garner from the Kindred Press. She and I have never actually met in person, but we are kindred spirits and have so many of the same interests and passions, especially for family history. And you'll hear this later in the episode, but we discovered that our husbands are distant cousins. So that was a fun connection and just another reason to get involved in family history and learn about your ancestors because you can make connections with living people as well. So I am really happy with how this interview went and I just love everything that Sarah has to say and all of her great ideas and I'm excited for you to get to learn from her. So enjoy. Hello and welcome to Miss Genealogy. I'm super excited today to have my good friend Sarah Garner from the Kindred Press. Sarah, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to chat with me today. Of course, I'm so excited to do it. Yeah, I, I'm i not even sure how long ago I started following you on Instagram, but it has been so fun. I feel like we're kindred spirits and we've since we've started following each other, we've discovered that our husbands are actually distant cousins, which is really cool. So yeah, it's so fun. And we totally are kindred spirits somehow. There's some connection, right? I know. (laughs) So I am really excited about this interview and to pick your brain about the things that the reasons that you love family history. So if you just want to maybe tell us a little bit about yourself and how you came to love family history and preserving memories. Yeah, of course. So, um, This is something that I have loved doing my whole life, and I didn't even realize that until maybe like two or three years ago. But I mean, since I was a kid, I've loved taking pictures. I loved scrapbooking, you know, and that was a big thing. I loved Mm -hmm. to scrapbook. Um, And I always just loved hearing stories about my family and about my mom and dad. And I just remember always asking, you know, tell me this story or tell me that story and just just learning about my family and my ancestors. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, and looking at old pictures and but it wasn't until I was older that I kind of realized, oh, this is like all family history stuff that I really enjoy doing. Right. That's just kind of always been a part of my life. And in a more informal way, if that makes sense. Like I just, it was something I like to do. And so I did it. And then a couple years ago when I realized, okay, this is all family history stuff. I, I tried to, I started getting more intentional about it and making it, um, a bigger priority to make sure, you know, those stories aren't just told, but they're also recorded. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that I'm not just taking the pictures, but I'm, you know, putting notes and things with them. So when my kids look at them, they can know what was going on at that time and things like that. Right. Yeah. I love that. I think that it's so interesting. I've talked to a lot of people about, you know, maybe what keeps them from doing family history. And one thing that's been really interesting to me is that people don't realize that they're already doing so many things that are family history related. (laughs) I truly believe that everybody is doing family history in some way, whether they know it or not. Yeah. And I think the only thing that needs to shift is just that just, you know, this mindset that 
I want to be intentional about it. And instead of thinking, oh, family history, it's for old people, or I'm going to do that when I'm older. But to realize this is something that I do every single day when I take pictures of my kids or I write something down that they said. And Mm -hmm. but just to realize that that is family history, you're preserving your family's history and the things that you experienced. And, and yeah, I love that word that you used about just being intentional and trying to make a more conscious effort of what you're doing and realizing that this is something that my posterity could look back on and be super grateful that I actually did this. So, so yeah, I love it. And in so many, in so many ways, it's so simple, right? Mm -hmm. You know, just making sure stories are passed on or taking, you know, the one extra step to, to print your photos or to, Right. Order a chat book or, you know, just little things that, that don't really change, you know, what you're already doing other than, you know, just to make it like we were saying, you know, just a little bit more intentional. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So you said you started getting into family history the last few years. Have you come across a favorite ancestor that one that you feel especially connected to that you'd like to tell us about? Yeah, this one is so hard because I feel like every ancestor that I, I read know. about, I'm like, <laughs> my favorite person, <laughs> my best friend. Um, I say, I think right now, I mean, I'm working on a, a family history project, um, like a personal family history project, and it is letting me learn more about my husband's family and mm-hmm. his great great grandmother. Um, I've started learning about her and. I just really feel connected. I mean, they're not even my, you know, blood related family. Mm-hmm. I just feel so connected to that side of his family. His um, grandmother died before he was born. So okay. I never met her. And obviously his great grandmother, I've never met, but, or his great, great grandmother, sorry, I've never met, mm-hmm. but his great grandma, right? So the mom of his grandma and the great, great grandma's daughter, and this is getting so confusing. I knew I'm her. following she lived, you. She lived, to, she lived to be 100 years old. Wow. So the first eight years that we were married, she was alive and I got to know her. And I, she's one of my favorite ladies ever. And so through this project, I'm getting to know her mother and her daughter more. And that's mm. just really fun to kind of make that, you know, that generational connection. Yeah. You know, through through this woman that I already love and getting to know her daughter and her mother and just getting to know and love them too is really neat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. I actually did a similar project for my husband's family as well. And I think it's that there, it doesn't really matter if we are blood related or not, but if we have some kind of connection to that person in some way, so through your husband, or I think that you can definitely be connected to them and feel this strong sense of family and love. So I love that you're experiencing that. Yeah. And I actually read a quote today that was really neat. And it just talked about, you know, how in the eternal perspective, we're all brothers and sisters. So even if on earth, we're not blood related, you know, we do have a connection to everybody. So I feel like anybody that we learn about and do work for, we do form kind of a connection with them. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally believe that. Yeah. (laughs) I know my husband always jokes that when when I die, I'm going to have this big party and all of his ancestors are going to come up to me and (laughs) say, thank you so much for taking time to learn about us. And then they're going to see him and be like, oh, yeah, well, you married her. So I guess that you did something good. (laughs) Awesome. So you have two little girls, right? Yes. And a little boy. 
Oh, a little boy. I didn't know that. Okay. So you have three little kids. How do you incorporate family history into your life as a busy young mom? Yeah, there are so many ways. um, And just kind of day-to-day things that, again, I just try to be more intentional about. Um, One of the things is that we, I am a very sentimental person. So I collect a lot of things that belonged to family members. So I have, Mm -hmm. you know, um, an apron that my husband's grandma made and a cake plate that she used to make all her kids' birthday, you know, birthday cakes and serve them on this cake plate. Um, Mm. And a dress she made. And we have a piano that belonged to my grandmother. And, you know, just all these things that we have that are sentimental. But I also share the stories about them. You know, so like when we're playing the piano, it's like, did you know that grandma learned how to play on this piano? And I learned how to play on this piano. And now you get to learn how to play on the piano. Isn't that cool? Mm-hmm. You know, so they can kind of make the connections with these things in our house with with people and kind of feel the sentiment behind why those things are special. Yeah, um, I love that. And I do the same thing kind of with recipes. I were like big foodies in our family. Like <laughs> every get together and holiday all basically revolves around what food we're eating. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, so we, you know, when I make different recipes or desserts or things like that, if it's a family recipe, that's another thing I like to do is just, you know, kind of share like this was grandpa's favorite birthday cake and we always had it for his birthday or, you know, my grandma taught me how to make this or um, my grandpa taught me how to make, you know, we, we called them birdie cakes. And it was like, you use the leftover pie crust, mm. put like, c- you know, butter and cinnamon and sugar on them and roll them up like a, like little tiny cinnamon rolls. Uh-huh. Anyway. Uh-huh. So every time we make pie, my kids are like, are we going to make grandpa's birdie cakes? Oh, and <laughs> it's just, you know, it's a really sweet little memory that they have that again, it's one of just those simple things, but taking the you know, intention of telling them the story behind why I make those and why it's, you know, special and sentimental for me Mm -hmm. makes it special for them as well. Awesome. That's so good. And such another great reminder that I feel like people get overwhelmed sometimes and they, they feel like they need to sit their kids down and have this big, long lesson and read them the stories of their ancestors and spend all this time. And, and maybe that's because that's what's been done in the past. But I think that it's so cool to just realize that you can do you can just say like one little sentence and and it can really instill in your kids this deep love for their ancestors as long as yeah. you know you're being intentional about it. And I think, yeah, it just doesn't have to be this big thing. So I love that. So you I would love to hear some of the family traditions that you look forward to most throughout the year. Oh, goodness. I love traditions. <laughs> We're definitely, my family and my husband's family, we both have lots of traditions that we love. I mean, of course, I love holidays, mm-hmm. especially Christmas is one that's definitely full of a lot of family traditions. You know, we see the Nutcracker and, you know, lots of, like I said, food, <laughs> lots of, <Yeah>. you know, <laughs> dinners and meals together that are just fun. One really fun thing is my husband has he's one of nine children. So he's got a big family uh-huh. and now they're all married and they all have kids. So as of right now, there's 40 of us when we wow. all get together, just immediate family, which is like huge and chaotic. Uh-huh. But Christmas <laughs> Day is the most fun thing ever. Cause they're like the presents take up half the room <laughs> and, we sit and do this gift exchange and everyone really opens presents one at a time. So it takes like a couple hours, but we uh-huh. all just sit in the room together and for, 
you know, hours and watch each other open presents and laugh. And it's so fun. Um, and then one of them, another one is just a family vacation that my family takes every year up to the White Mountains in Arizona. Um, it's something I've actually done since I was a little girl. Like, I don't even remember when we started because I was so little. Mm-hmm. And it's so fun to take my kids back to that same spot that I grew up going every year. Yeah, and, I love that. You know, that. enjoy watching the next generation kind of do all the fun things that I did as a kid. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, I posted about this a few weeks ago, but with um, something that we do and that my dad grew up doing and his gram or yeah, his parents grew up doing was going up to Island Park. And I think it's really neat when you have a spot like that where that's like a generational thing that, you know, generations have gone and vacationed at the spot. And it, yeah, yeah, I feel like it just has a special, a special feeling there. And there were some people that said, Oh, I don't have a spot like that. And I think if you're, if you don't have a spot like that, then you can start and you can start this tradition in your family and be the first one. So it's exciting to think of things that, you know, you can, if, if you come from a family that wasn't big on traditions, don't feel bad because you can definitely start it yourself. So yeah, I, I love that about traditions too. There's a few, you know, just little simple ones we've already started with our family. And I, I just think that's such a neat opportunity to make your own traditions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So one thing that you're really big into is recording your personal family story. So I'd love to hear what some of your favorite ways to do this are. Okay. Um, I journal a lot, which I love doing. Um, to me, that is one of my favorite ways to record my, just my personal history. And I usually make a little quick bullet list of like funny things that my kids have said, um, you know, and I, I write maybe once a week when I'm uh-huh. feeling good about it, but I just find that that's such a good way to get my thoughts out. And I, whenever I'm writing, I always think about, you know, what will my kids want to know mm-hmm. when they're grown up? Mm, that's and a I kind of write it with, I'm, it's like almost like I'm writing it to my kids, if that makes sense. You know, and so I try to think of things about myself or that happened during my week or since whenever the last time I wrote. And it's like, you know, what's a, what's something that like a trial that I've been through that they could learn from or that I've learned from and I can share that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one way I do it. Um, we're big storytellers. My kid's favorite thing to do in the car or at bedtime is mom tell us a story about when you were little (laughs) or tell us a story about grandpa or, you know, they have some favorite stories that I've shared that they'll ask specifically Uh for, and that's one really, you know, it's almost like a game. And sometimes I run out of stories. We know that one. We know that one. one. (laughs) I'll have them like, okay, pick a word. And I'll try to think of a story that goes with that word. And so I'll have to think of, you know, something that happened in my life with a trampoline so I can tell them <laughs> a story about it. But it's fun for me, too, because it kind of jogs a lot of memories. And yeah. Things that yeah. I probably wouldn't have remembered on my own. That's a great exercise because I feel like there's a lot of memories that, you know, big memories that stick out that are easy to recall. But then there's lots of little things yeah. that just kind of, if we're not careful about it, they can just totally slip away. So, so yeah, I think your Definitely. kids are great at helping you jog your memory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fun. And then um, I also, I like chat books and just even just printing photos and writing a little note on the back about what's happening. My favorite thing is when I find my kids have just on their own sat down to look through a photo book. Uh-huh. And I'm remembering 
you know, vacations or different things that we did or things from when they were little. Um, just, I love that so much. Yes, that's definitely one of my favorite things too. And I am a huge believer in chat books. They are my favorite thing ever. <laughs> and I have tons They're of so them. simple to put together. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So if anyone listening has not jumped on the chat books bandwagon, you definitely should because I feel like that's something that many people in this generation are going to regret later on in life that they just didn't, you know, they have all these pictures, but they're just on some computer up in the cloud or somewhere and you can't actually hold them and look at them. So yeah, it's so different to have a physical copy of something. Yeah. Yeah. And one thing about, I have never ordered the chat books like directly from Instagram because I do not, I'm not don't Instagram (laughs) very well. I don't Uh put a lot of pictures on and I'm bad about writing good captions. So I always do the custom books. So that's my tip. I've talked to a lot of people who are like, well, I just don't use Instagram. Yes, I've heard that too. Custom books. <laughs> yes, and even if you set up a series, you can you can still um, put pictures in that series that don't come straight from Instagram or Facebook. You can like man- yes. manually add them. So yeah, that's a huge thing. I've talked to lots of people and they say, oh, I'm just not on social media. And I say, you should still do it because <laughs> if you're taking pictures, you need this. <laughs> yes. But yeah, my my little three-year-old Graham, he that's like his favorite thing is he'll just grab a huge stack of chat books and sit through them and say, mom, and he'll think that every baby is our baby, even if, you know, because oh. <laughs> we've got a little baby and he's like, oh, there's Ruben. And, or he'll want to ask which one's him. And, and I think sometimes, you know, for little kids, it's hard to grasp that they used to be this little baby because, you know, they think of themselves right. only as this three-year-old. And so, yes. So yeah, it's fun for him to see how much he's changed and and yeah, just to look back on things that were going on in our lives and realize, wow, we actually went through that and we made it out alive. So <laughs> I think there's I know, lots that can be gained from from preserving your history. So so yeah, great. It's so neat to even just reflect on, you know, things that happened a year ago or two years ago uh-huh. and see, you know, how much and how far you've come and I just imagine you know imagine in 10 years looking back at when they were just little tiny babies I know (laughs) you know so it's like it's already such a treasure and it's just going to get more and more valuable as the years go on yes that's so true so you are currently working on you kind of talked about it a little bit already but a, a family history project and I'd love to hear just kind of what exactly you're doing how it's going what has been the neatest part of working on it and yeah, just tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so my husband, his great aunt, knows that I'm a family history nerd. Mm-hmm. And so she asked if I would help write um, the family history for her side of the family, for her mom's side of the family. Mm. Um, so it's starting with her grandparents and coming down to the current generation. Okay. It's, you know, focusing on her grandparents and their kids. Okay. Really, and we're kind of an intense you know, life story on each one and a timeline of the family. And we're gathering pictures and documents and newspaper articles and all kinds of different things. And it's been so fun. This is the family of my husband's great grandma that I was telling you about before that Mm. who lived to be a hundred and I knew her and loved her. And so it's about her siblings and her parents. And so it is so fun to get to know her family and to put faces to, you know, the stories that she told and just, you know, get to know these people that I never got to know mm-hmm. in life. 
and um, feeling so close to them. Like I said, you know, just feeling that closeness, hearing their stories. One thing that's really neat is I've been scanning all the pictures and I'm starting to recognize faces and pictures. Uh-huh. And I just think that's such a cool, I'm like, I know him. Like, I know who that is without even having to ask somebody or look, you know, look it up or try to yes. make a connection. It, you know, oh, that's Uncle Joy, right? And, uh-huh. um, and I just, I just love hearing people's stories because I think everybody's life is so incredible. And mm-hmm. I think so many people think their life is just so boring and average. And I know that our grandma Dorothy, you know, whose family that I'm writing about definitely thought that about her life. But when it's people that you love and that you're connected to, I think everything about them is fascinating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's so such a great, t- yeah. To hear those stories. Yeah. I love that. So, so your job in this project is to scan the pictures and then what else are you doing? So I'm scanning the pictures. I'm scanning the docu- documents. Um, we're really lucky because one of her brothers actually put together every time this sounds really morbid, but every time one of the siblings died, he gathered their, the eulogy and the life sketch that was written at their funeral mm-hmm. and pictures of them and added them to a binder. So I actually have these binders that has a lot of um, newspaper clippings and wow, like life stories and little memos, you know, about memories that he wrote out about them. Mm-hmm. And so it's a lot of it's gathered and he did a really good job at gathering it. So he's made my job very easy. Uh-huh. So after that though, I'm going to be kind of retyping those and, you know, using the life sketch and the random memories and the stories and the pictures to kind of create a life story for each of them. And then we're going to have them bound into a book oh, Okay. that okay. we can hopefully have copies made of for anyone in the family who wants one mm-hmm. to have like as a keepsake. Awesome. I think that is such a great example of where, you know, your family already has all of these articles and newspaper clippings and a really great foundation of your family's history. And you guys are just going through and kind of condensing it and making it, you know, into a bound book. But I hear so many people say, everything's already been done. (laughs) There's nothing for me to do. And right. And I think if you are in, if you feel this desire to get to know your family, that is a really, really great place to start because I am the same way. I feel so much more connected to those people that I actually take the time to read about and to learn about what they actually experienced in their life. And, and so one thing, just kind of touching on this project that you're working on, I think you can, I'm sure everyone has somebody in their family who's kind of the family historian and who gathers these things up. And, and you can reach out to them and say, Hey, I'd love to see what you have and kind of go through it and, and just start collecting things. And pretty soon you will find things that will draw you closer to your ancestors. So I think this is just such a great example of something that you can do when everything quote has already been done. And, and I think that we need always something to do. Yeah. And I think another thing is just to realize that everybody has something that they can add. And, you know, everybody has, you know, we all have different talents and different expertise and creativity we use differently. And so I think that you can, you know, take what you have and make it, make it yours and leave your little spin on it. So, so yeah, I think that that's just really awesome. And I love that you're doing that. I want to get started on one too, because 
it really, it really is such a great experience and pulls you closer to those people. So thank you for sharing. It definitely does. Yeah. Okay. So my last question for you today is I'd love to hear, we've kind of already touched on this too, but I know that there's a lot of people out there who feel overwhelmed or they just don't know where to get started. And so I'd love to hear what your favorite tips are to share with people who feel that way. Okay. So first to the people who think there's nothing left to do, I just want to say I was that person Uh four years ago. So it's like, well, I'm interested in family history, but I think it's already been done. Like family history goes, is so vast. The things that are included in family history are so vast Mm -hmm. that I don't think it's ever done. There's always something to do. And like you said, everyone has their unique, you know, skill sets and abilities that can approach it in a different way. Mm -hmm. So I just think opening it up and thinking beyond like, well, all my names are on my family tree, (laughs) you know, (laughs) so I'm done. I just, even if you just take the time to learn about those people and just for yourself, Mm -hmm. like that's creating those connections and it's going to benefit you so greatly. Yes. Um, and beyond that, it can, it can get, it can be very overwhelming, like just to know where to start. And even with your, you know, recording your own history can be really overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And so my biggest tip there is, you know, just start, just pick something and do it. And if it's like disorganized and messy and you change your mind in a week about how you want to do it and you want to do it a different way, that's fine. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, there's no rules on how you need to do this. (laughs) Yeah. Anything that you record is going to be treasured by your future generations, Mm -hmm. which is so neat to think about. I mean, I like would read, you know, like a to-do list that my grandma wrote and I would think Uh it was so cool (laughs) that it was just, you know, something that she did and gave me a glimpse into her day. Yeah, exactly. So even the tiniest things are important. Mm -hmm. And I think the other thing that we already talked about is just, I think everybody is doing family history in some way, whether you're, you know, making recipes that your grandma taught you how to make, or you have a box of old pictures somewhere in your closet, or you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? You like to journal or um, you write down funny things that your kids say, all of that is, you know, recording your personal history or starting to learn about your family history. And it's just finding the things that are meaningful to you mm-hmm. and being intentional about it and saying, okay, this is doing family history. What can I do to make this more intentional? Whether it's, you know, telling your kids why you make this recipe or writing down recipes and making your own little recipe book or, mm-hmm you know, getting those pictures off the shelf and showing them to your kids or maybe putting some in frames or there's just so many tiny, simple things you can do in a way that feels really natural to what you already love. Yes. I love that. Such good tips. And I think it's just such a great reminder and to, especially to those who feel overwhelmed, just to start start small, pick something that already interests you. Don't feel like you now that, you know, if you feel this desire to do family history and you think, Oh, well, I guess now I have to sit at the computer for 10 hours and index all these names. (laughs) (laughs) But if that doesn't sound fun to you or interesting to you, then don't start there. Start with something that you already love and, and just be intentional about it. And I think that when we make an effort to make, you know, be intentional and make family history a part of our life that 
so many things just start to, like you said, come naturally. And, and I think it just kind of builds upon each other. And then all of a sudden you look back and three years later, you are super into family history and you love it and you're really passionate about it. And so, and not saying that everyone is going to have that experience, but I think that, you know, just by being intentional and trying doing, starting somewhere really small can lead, you know, over time to really big and great things. So definitely. Awesome. Sarah, thank you so, so much. I, I would love to have you share where people can find you and follow all of your inspirational things. And so, yeah, if you want to tell us where you can, where we can find you and anything else you'd like to wrap up with. Yeah, of course. I am on Instagram and my handle is at the kindred press. Awesome. And that's where I'm Yeah. Okay. And I'd love to have you guys join me. <laughs> yes. Everybody needs to go follow Sarah at the Kindred Press. And Sarah, thank you again for chatting with me. It's always fun to talk about family history and just get reminded of why why we do this and why it's so important. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. I love your podcast and was so happy to be a part of it. You guys, thanks so much for being here. It means the world to me to be able to share my passion for family history with all of you. If you haven't done so yet, feel free to leave me a review on iTunes. You can also find me on Instagram and Facebook at Miss Genealogy. If you want to shoot me an email, you can do that at missgenealogy.jessie, J-E-S-S-I-E, at gmail.com. I'd love to hear how you are getting fired up about family history work. See you next week.